The Tennis Gameway Podcast and the Sports Game Podcast are now presented by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off of your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamepodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by our Kentucky Derby Contest. Winner gets $100 in the form of an SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gam Podcast. And Eric, it is currently early Friday morning, May 5th. And I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel, once again going solo for this pod. Should be a fun one, but a short one, because we only have two matches to go through. It is time to get into the semifinal matches taking place in Madrid. And before I get into any of those two matches, do want to recap how we did on the last episode. Unfortunately, not a good episode for us on the quarterfinals. Ended up going 0-2 with the lock and dog picks. They were two very, very close close losers, but that means nothing. And as a result, we lost money anyway. But to go through the actual picks, we had uh, Kashanov under eight games as the lock against Alcaraz. I can't call that one a bad beat. He landed nine, but Kakanov really should have won the second set. He completely punted it away. The annoying part was Alcaraz having a break point at 5-3 to potentially win the first set 6-3 and to serve first in the second, which was a big game. And unfortunately, Alcaraz could not convert. Kakanov, uh, Kashanov held, and then you ended up seeing uh, Kashanov really build some momentum into the early stages of the second set. Didn't last. Alcaraz won the last couple games to win in straight sets. But still, we thought Alcaraz would win comfortably. He won in straight sets, but it wasn't comfortable enough, and we picked up a loss there on the lock. And for the dog, ended up choosing Karatsev minus three and a half games. Got a nice price there. It was in the plus 150 range. Unfortunately, did not work out as Karatsev won by exactly three games. And we thought that there was a decent chance of one set going to a breaker, but Chang had been so good in breakers, we thought that maybe uh, Karatsev could even afford to lose the breaker and still cover the overall spread. was a competitive match, though. Uh, Karatsev ended up winning the first set 7-6, and then he won the second set 6-4. There's really... I, I just want to briefly talk about the options that I had for that match, because I was kind of conflicted. I thought about taking Karatsev straight sets, at around plus 130. If some of you did that, you ended up winning money. If you laid the juice with the money line on Karatsev, you won that too. But the reason why I ended up taking the game spread, which I still defend as a choice, is because of the concept of line chopping. And I know that this network used to be sponsored by one specific network, so I wasn't able to exactly use names. But now I can use names because it's no longer a thing. So I was originally going to take Karat 7 straight sets at around plus 130 on FanDuel. Then I was shopping around, and I was looking for alternative game spreads. Most books had Karatsev at around 2.5, and, and I thought to myself, all right, you know, maybe that's locked territory. Then I saw that FanDuel had Karatsev three and a half games at plus 100. And I was shopping around. I found plus 115. And I think it was BetMGM. And I'm looking around for better deals. And then I see Bet Online offering roughly plus 154 on Karatsev minus three and a half games. So I decided to take the gamble on the games opposed to taking the sets because I was I was getting an extra roughly 50 cents of value, which I'll gladly do every time. And I feel like it's something I wanted to bring up because it is a pretty 
good overall gambling lesson that you should always shop your lines and it's always important to try to get the best deal possible. It might sound annoying and a bit tedious to go through however many sports books you have, whether it's legal or illegal sports books. You might have a local guy around your corner. Uh, but the point is, it always pays off long term to try to find the best deal available for the bet that you want to make. And as a general rule of thumb, of course, it's within reason. Like If you're talking about a serious long shot where something is 10 to 1 and other books offering you 9 to 1, but you think it has no chance of cashing, maybe I wouldn't encourage you to bet that. But if you're looking at a bet that you're seriously contemplating, that's actually, you think, somewhat of a fair price at one book, and you see another book that gives you really just an insane price. Plus 154 was insane when every other book was basically taking away 30, 40 cents, or in some cases, 50 cents. I don't want to say that it's an autoplay, but it kind of is an autoplay. So even though it lost, I still love the value on that Karatsev minus three and a half play. And I'll take that every time. If you're going to give me a 50 cent differential when shopping around, I'm going to take that every time. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Wanted to at least bring that up because I do think it is a teachable moment where even though the bet lost, do I regret not taking the straight sets? Not really, in a way, because once again, I got an extra 50 cents of value. And long term, if you blindly take that type of value, you will be profitable long term, especially if we're talking about the difference between even money and plus 150 and change. No regrets, unfortunately, didn't work out. But either way, went 0-2 on the show. Luckily, though, you're looking at the actual draw, and Alcaraz, we do have to win the tournament. Once again, not a hot take. We took the favorite and the defending champion to repeat. But you're looking at his draw, or not even his draw, just the overall uh, competitors left. Alcaraz should really cruise to a title here. Now, to go through the actual four guys left, you have Alcaraz taking on Chorich in the early match at around 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then you have Struff taking on Karatsev in the late match at around 2 p.m. Eastern time. Now, the annoying part, though, of the episode that we did for the quarters, which I'm not too salty about because I wasn't really going to give out Struff plus the games or the over or the money line for a lock and dog segment. However, by the time we did the recording, there were no lines available on that match, if you remember me saying that. And I did try to guesstimate what I thought the actual price would be. I assumed Sitsipas would be around 6 $7, and I thought that... I'm minus six or seven, that's obviously. But I thought that Struff would keep it close because historically speaking, he had given Sitsipas problems, mostly hard court, but still, he had some success on clay several years ago. So I did link to Struff plus the games, and I did end up leaning to the over in that match. But once again, I didn't have lines on it, so I couldn't really give it out. But Struff winning, I did not see coming. I did think it would be a battle, and I wasn't surprised that Tsitsipas was in a potential third set. Am I surprised he lost? Yes. I feel like that's definitely a quote-unquote shocking upset for a lucky loser who's now in the semis of a Masters 1000 event, but good for Struff, and he's been playing some very good tennis for the last couple of weeks, and Karatsev, we got right in that one. As for the Chorich match, we got that one wrong. He was against Altmaier. And it was mostly a spot where I acknowledged Chorch was the better player, but I figured with the fatigue after playing roughly a three-hour and 30-minute match, well, what was the distance in that? It was three hours and 28 minutes in that Chorch and Fakina match. I thought he might be exhausted, and he was not. Now, Altmaier, I know, is definitely not as good of a player as Chorch, but he really didn't have anything for Chorch. Chorch showed up ready to end the match quickly. 
and he did, and we were on the wrong side of that one. So overall, for picking each individual match, we did decently uh, for the actual sides. We basically chopped it. It wasn't great, but overall, now we have a very interesting semifinals, which I'm sure nobody had. This would be the equivalent of getting the Final Four right in this past year's March Madness, because I doubt anybody had a rematch of Struff and Karatsev in the semifinals of Madrid. I doubt that was a thing. Alcaraz being there, duh. I don't think that's exactly a surprise, but Chorch being there based on his form leading into the event, that is surprising as well. So three Cinderella's, I think we can call it that. And you have Alcaraz, who's going to be Goliath in this situation. But to go through the actual matches, time to actually get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Starting off with the early match with Alcaraz and Chorich, you have Alcaraz, a massive favorite once again, roughly minus 1,500. I mean, why bother? You have Chorich at around like 9-1 to one the other way. As for the spread, you have Alcaraz minus 5.5 and, and minus 105. You have Chorich at plus 5.5 and a half at minus 115. Uh, for the over-under, you have 19 and a half juice to the over at minus 115 under is juiced to sorry the under is on minus 105 and for personal games you have charge at seven and a half overs minus 120 unders minus 110 and for Alcaraz over 12 and a half is even money under 12 and a half is minus 130 if you want some multi lines you can get the uh, over 20 and a half games at plus 125, the under 20 and a half at minus 155. And if you wanted to go three sets, you can get plus 300. Charge to win a set is plus 260. So going through the head to head between these players, that's it. Uh, there is no head to head. This is the first meeting they've ever had against each other. Now, Chorich has been playing very good tennis. Of course, Alcaraz has been better ever since his first round scare, or I should say first match scare against Rusevori. But you're looking at Chorich's results here, and he's been solid. Now, you can argue his level of competition has been fine. He beat Gaston, who's been kind of an underwhelming ATP player this year. He's mostly a challenger guy. You have Herkaz, good win. I know Herkaz isn't the greatest on clay, but that's still a nice win over a top 15 guy. Uh, beat Fakina in Fakina's home country. Fakina had just beaten Rune, so that is a nice win with a third set tiebreak winner in there. And then he beat Altmaier very comfortably, but Altmaier was also a Cinderella story. And now to go through Alcaraz, he had a war against Rusevori, which he won. Beat Dimitrov in straight sets, was down a break, though, in the second set. Destroyed Zverev, and then was down again a break against Kakanov or Kashanov in the second set and came back and won that one. So Alcaraz has won each of the last eight sets. However, there have been a pair of 7-5 sets in there, which might kill an underdraw. I do think Alcaraz is obviously going to win. I'm not going to tell you right now the 9-1 to underdogs and have a shot to win this match. Alcaraz is going to win. The question is, do I think that he'll win by margin or not? Especially after Alcaraz screwed us yesterday by winning but not by enough against Kashanov. I'm going to lean to the under. 20 and a half here at minus 155. I can see a world where Alcaraz wins one set comfortably, other set gets a bit dicey, and you might see a 6-2-7-5 type of deal. So I am going to go with the under 20.5. 19.5 you could take, but once again, the 7-5 kind of scares me. But he also could win 6-4-6-4. Schwartz has played well. Don't get me wrong, but I do think I'm going to lean to the under because Alcaraz is still playing great tennis and you're comparing the level of competition. I do think facing off against Rusevori, Dimitrov, Zverev, and Kishanov is a more consistently difficult path 
than Chorich, who had a matchup against Herkaz and Fakina, but Altmaier is a relative challenger player, and Gaston, once again, is a relative challenger player. So I do think that you have seen Alcaraz struggle at times, but he's faced off against tough competition, which should help him in this match. I'm going to take Alcaraz here. I think he'll probably win somewhere in the realm of... I'll go with like 6-4, 6-3, give or take, but there is a shot there for a 6-2 set, which would be very helpful. But I'm going to go with the under 20 and a half games here, minus 155. And moving on to the second match, you have Karatsev taking on Struff in the qualifying rematch. And to go through the first match between these players, uh, you saw Karatsev destroy him. He won 6-4, 6-2. However, Struff has really found his groove ever since losing that match, which is why we're currently here in the semifinals. Now, you get to go through the actual path of both players. Struff has had his fair share of wars. Now, he lost to Karatsev in the second round of qualifying, then became a lucky loser, beat Sonigo 6-3, 6-1, and then you had the gauntlets. He had a three-set win against Shelton with a 7-5 in the third set, had a three-set win against Lahovich, had a three-set win against Kachin, and had a three-set win against Tsitsipas yesterday because he was serving out of his mind. And that's really been the story of the event. Struff has been serving insanely well. He's hitting bombs. Uh, he's able to end points quickly. And Karatsev is also not afraid of hitting some powerful shots as well. So you might see a pretty... I don't want to say small number of long rallies because it is clay after all, but both players really want to end the points quickly. And I do think as a result, this might be a somewhat shorter match if it goes three sets compared to most of them because each point might take a small amount of shots. But to go through Karatsev's path, is that a much easier road? Now, he also went through qualifying, but in all of his matches here, all seven of his matches, he's only dropped one set, and that was a couple rounds ago against Diminor, but he ended up winning in straight sets against Medvedev. He won in straight sets against uh, Shang. However, he has gone to a tiebreaker in each of the last two matches in the first set. He also went to a breaker against Dajir in the uh, first round of the field. So keep an eye on a potential tiebreaker in the first set. It wouldn't totally shock me. As for my picks on this match... I understand why Karatsev is a favorite. You can argue 127 is actually low since he just beat him in straight sets about a week ago. I do think that the, uh, I'd say, I'd say my favorite play on this match would be the over. I do think that usually, and maybe it's just a selective recall, but my friend and I kind of noticed this a couple years ago. When you have two players face off against each other, like two times in the span of a month or so, usually the player that does badly in the first meeting performs extremely well in the second meeting and performs and makes the match a lot closer than the first meeting was. So I do think that actually be that benefits Struff. Now, the concern is fatigue because he's played so much tennis. And he's had so many three sets and Karatsev has won in uh, easier fashion. He's won quick. He's won more quickly. So I do think that if this goes distance, Karatsev does have an edge there in terms of stamina. I am going to go to the over. The over is my favorite play. I do like the over on personal games too, uh, at around 12 and a half for each player. Karatsev is minus 130 on the over, which I still like. But the full game over is minus 130 at 22 and a half. The under. 22 and a half is plus 110. And if you want to go for some alt lines, you can get 23 and a half at minus 110. And you can get the under 23 and a half at minus 120. And if you wanted to go three sets, you can get the over two and a half sets at plus 120. 
And the under two and a half sets at minus 150. Simply put, I think it's going three sets. I think you're going to see another war. There's probably going to be a breaker in there. So my favorite play in this match is the over 22 and a half games. You can make an argument for 23 and a half. But to be honest, I would rather take the two and a half sets if I had to choose. But I think I'd rather just take the 22 and a half because I can see a world where Karatsev repeats the same exact scoreline for the third straight match and he wins seven, six, six, four. And you'll be kicking yourself if you lose a 20, if you lose a 23 and a half over because it goes 23. I do think that's a pretty reasonable scoreline, a seven, six, six, four. So I'm going to go with the over 22 and a half games as my favorite play on the match for the side though. I think I am going to lean to Karatsev. I think it's going to be very close. But the stamina disparity, I think, is pretty massive. Once again, Struff has gone to three sets in each of his last four matches, and he played a bunch of qualifying. And Akratsev did play the qualifying as well, but he's only dropped one set. He's had a decent amount of quick matches, and I do wonder if Struff will, I don't want to say deteriorate down the stretch, but after his biggest win, arguably of his career, against Tsitsipas, and would I be shocked if I saw a letdown? Not really. So I do think that there's an edge to Karatsev here. I'll lean to him minus 127. And I am going to lean to him on the games as well at minus half a game at minus 115. But then it's going to wrap it up for the actual match previews. Now to get in, we're going to get into the lock and dog picks for the show. But before we get into any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get amazing an amazing 50% off deal, but you also get a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. They also offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed with lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after purchase. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamePodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. This is underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. It's also Kentucky Derby Week, and the notorious OTB brought to you by the SportsCam Podcast Network for all your Triple Crown bets. Plus, leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcasts between now and Belmont Saturday, June 10th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. And we have a bonus contest exclusively on the SGPN app where the winner gets a $100 SGPN gift card. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the semifinal matches for Madrid. Now it's time to get into the actual lock and dog picks for the show. So starting off with the lock, I think I might actually do the same match for both plays. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go 
with, I mean, I, I thought about maybe taking Alcaraz under 20 and a half, but I'm a bit soured on it after what happened yesterday. So I think I'm just going to go with the over 22 and a half games at minus 130 on the, or in the Karatsev and Struff match. I know it was a bloodbath in qualifying, but I really like how Struff's played. I think Karatsev has played well too. We know both guys are very good servers. They have a lot of firepower. I can see a pretty... I don't want to say uneventful first set in terms of breaks, but it wouldn't surprise me if breaks are few and far between in this match. And once again, Struff has had a tendency to go three sets. So I do like the over 22 and a half games at minus 130 as my lock. And for my dog, I think I'm actually going to double down on the total, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to mention a play that I actually have not mentioned on the show yet, and it's going to be the first set total games in the Struff and Karatsev match. I'm going to go with the over 10 and a half games in the first set at plus 200. Now you can go for the tiebreaker in the first set and that's plus 300, but I've seen a couple of seven fives in this tournament. So I'm going to be a little bit safer and I'm going to go with the 10 and a half games at plus 200. Simply put, I'm going through the game logs here or the match logs and Karatsev once again is going to a tiebreaker in the first set in each of the last two matches. He's going to a tiebreaker in three matches in the first set in this event. Meanwhile, Struff has also gone to a tiebreaker in the first set in each of his last three matches. So to go through the numbers once again, Karatsev last two matches, first set tiebreak. Struff, last three matches, first set tie break. You can get 10 and a half games at plus 200. I think there's value on that. So for me, I'm going to double down on the total. If Karatsev buries him 6-4-6-2 again, then, well, it's going to be a pretty rough recap. But I I do think you're going to see a competitive match. I think that Struff will learn from his qualifying loss to Karatsev, and I think he'll have a war on your hands. So once again, the lock and dog for the show, we are going to double dip into that Karatsev and Struff match. For the lock, I'm going to go with the over 22 and a half games at minus 130. And for the dog, I'm going to take Karatsev and Struff first set over 10 and a half games at plus 200. That's going to wrap it up once again for the semifinals in Madrid. We'll back once again for the finals in Madrid. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.